With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in. KJ Live. Happy New Year, everybody. Today's guest on the show is a California icon. He's arguably the greatest athlete, all-around athlete to ever race the field or the court simultaneously, okay, in the state of California. He was all packed in in basketball at the University of Southern California. Let's welcome in the boss, Stace Bozeman. What's up, Stace? How's it going there, player, man? It's nice to see you, man. Yeah, same here, brother, man. Hey, it's been so long, man. You're like one of the most, like, just low-key dudes. Uh, you know, nobody can find you on social media. You know, nobody, like, ask where Stace is at, man. Like, yeah, he's on Facebook. That's it. What's up with that, man? Why are you so low-key, dog? I don't know, man. You know, I, I guess you are who you are. And, uh, I've always been like that, man. I try to keep a low profile. I try to stay out the way. It just seems easier. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, man. But one of the things I wanted to do today, brother, is kind of just talk about your journey through athletics, man. You you come out of uh, a, a part of the country, man, that has produced some of the greatest athletes to ever play, uh, yourself included. Talk about your upbringing, man. Where were you born? What city? What neighborhood? And what influence did that uh, neighborhood have on you growing up? Uh, I was born, uh, you know, March 10, 1974. I was actually born in the city of Culver City. I was actually born in Culver City, you know, but I, I resided on, uh, like you said, Hoover in 84. And uh, I can't believe you found that, man. And uh, that's actually, man, over there, it's like, like that was that was like when the times like when like like a uh, crack and, and, and gangs kind of like just kind of like kicked in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like full flare. So like every day it was like. It was it was wild over there. Either we was breaking in houses and we was fighting, but at some point we played throw up tackle. Like we played football in the streets. I'm talking about tackle on concrete. We hitting cars. Damn. That's why that's why I developed the love for football over there, though. I always wanted to be like Lynn Swan, who was who was my childhood idol, and I just took it from there. So you saying it was at the beginning of the crack era. Yeah. You in the street playing football. Just talk about like what a day would look like, man. You coming from school, man. Dudes is on the corner. It, it, I mean, you, you had temptations there. You're, I mean, dudes slanging. You seeing this stuff like. I mean, and you really seeing it. Like you might be walking down the street in the alley and you seeing some guy over there getting right, you know, yeah. hitting the pipe or doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. It's, it's just we were so we had so much energy. I think. Like we couldn't stay still, so we was either like for real, like robbing cars, running, uh, uh, school, yeah. uh, sneaking at people's windows. But we, at some point, we would always find time for football, and and football 
And and knowing that at some point during the day that I was going to play football kept me on the right path. And, man, I, I can't imagine what them games in the street must have looked like, man, because you think of the cars, so you got to dodge the cars, the traffic, and then the dudes you playing against. That's that's. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, there's no age limit. We got cats out there like nine and cats out there like like 14. So oh, that's was, real. It was wild, man. On the east side, the east side, it's, it's, it's uncut over there, man. But yeah. Thank God, you know, uh, mom's got a different kind of job. Uh, she became a nine a nine one one operator, so we moved to the city of Inglewood, and uh, that's why I started playing organized ball. And how how old were you uh, when you moved to the wood? Moved to the wood, I was eight years old. Okay, and you and you played organized ball. Where did you start off? What park or what rec center did you start off at? The legendary Darby Park. Oh yeah, yeah. I started out. I went up there. I went up there to uh, just, just uh, that was a local park. When we first moved over there, the first day we moved over there, I'm like, it's a park around here? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Go to the park, and uh, we just playing ball and stuff, and Cash is going to sign up for football. I'm like, what y'all doing? I'm like, so it's organized games? So I run home, grab mom's lighter or something. I'm like, yeah, it's free. Come sign me up. Yeah. We get there. It's like $100. She looking at me like crazy. I'm like, yeah, sign that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's where I signed up at. Uh, and I started playing football for Derby Park for the uh, uh, Inglewood uh, Incas. That was my first team, Inglewood Incas. Wow. So, and, and did, now was the Incas, now was this tackle or was this flag at first? Tackle, tackle. Oh, so, straight tackle at first. Straight now, tackle, helmet, everything. Now, did y'all compete against like, you know, Carson and all these other type of programs and stuff? Carson, uh, Linwood, uh, Hartline, like all the uh, yeah, these schools, yeah, yeah, it was real. Yeah. Who were some of the guys, man? Because because my dad grew up playing at Sportsman's Park, which uh, Jesse Owens Park. So he always talks about him, James Lofton, the old receiver from the uh, Bo- yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. they grew up together. Yeah. But they grew up. That's why I played basketball at Sportsman. I played oh. basketball at Jesse Owens Park. I didn't play oh, basketball okay. at Darby. Okay, at, at Jesse Owens because I was I wasn't kind of I wasn't nice enough to play at Darby. Oh, okay. That's real. That's so I want Jesse Owens. It's kind of more rough and rugged. So yeah. you know, cats would work with me. But were there any other cats? Were there any other cats like you know guys we may know that you came up with that, that along uh, in, at Darby too? Uh, Darby, uh, like uh, Curtis Conway was, oh, yeah. uh, was always my football bro. Uh, Jamel Holloway. Oh wow! Uh, it was some Lindsey Hunter. It was so many. It's so many guys over there, man. But yeah, uh, yeah, Curtis is pretty cool, man. That's real. That's real. And so you, you're doing the football thing. You get in the morning side. What school did you start off at? What was your first elementary school in the morning in uh, Inglewood? Uh, I went to Warren Lane Elementary. Okay. And now, was there a difference as far as the adjustment process, as far as being from uh, growing up on the east side and then going to Inglewood, or was it or was it cool? It was a big adjustment because Cass and Inglewood was kind of way a little bit more playerist, kind of laid back, you know. Cats like you know dressed and like you know. Had outfits on, like it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, was matching, they was matching, yeah, and all that, you know, shoes matching, name brand stuff. And come from my come from, you were just getting how you was getting it, you know, yeah. So it was, it was kind of a shell shock. And my first year was actually kind of rough for me to fit in because I didn't, I didn't, I was, I was always kind of a little socially awkward, and it was yeah. kind of really kind of rough for me to fit in over there for like the first year, yeah. One for me being uh, uh, pretty good in ball. Uh, it would have been really, really rough. All kind of cut that brother for me, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, I hear that a lot, man. A lot of guys that you know have, may have struggled with, you know, the the social part of the thing. They they kind of gravitated towards just just hooping or just playing football, or just doing one thing, and then immersing themselves in that. Is that does that describe what you kind of did, or that's exactly what I did? Yeah, I mean, you know, described it to a T, and people probably didn't know that about me. Yeah. But I was all flamboyant, but I was just the opposite, you know. So uh, concentrating on the sport and actually, uh, you know, uh, meeting Dominic Ellison, my best friend, kind of kind of helped me out a lot. Yeah, how, how old were you when you you and Dom met, man? Uh, about what, 10, 11. Wow. Two years when I got into the wood by 10, 11. That's right. That's right, man. Because you guys, you guys had that um, – that uh, you guys had a couple movies done on you, Hard, Hardwood Dreams, and they followed right. you guys from pretty young, man. Yeah, well, they followed us. Uh, Howard Dreams, the first one, they followed us our whole senior in high school. Oh, okay, okay. But it was like every day, though. It was like, so they was getting stuff they weren't supposed to get, you know? Yeah. They would show up at your house, you know, Friday, like, with the camera, like, hey, 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 what you doing? <laughs> it's not camera time. <laughs> How did you how did you adjust to that, man? You know, you you yeah, Eagleway, you decided to go to Morningside and now you got cameras in your face. How do you how did you adjust to that? Uh I really didn't because for me, I never wanted to do it. 
because of this that that point i don't want cameras following me around all the time and it just, it just made it a show everywhere you went like every you know just following you to class following you to lunch it just put a lot of attention and pressure on you that that i didn't i didn't want but it wasn't my decision towards the end because it, cause it's part of a team and the team wanted to do it for publicity and stuff like that so and I also think, man, it's, it's, it was at a time when that type of story was, you know, it was really important to tell. You know, you had other stories that they were doing documentaries of the, the inner city high school athlete and his plight. And, and I think that that it shed the light on a lot of things, man, about what people like, like yourself actually had to go through on the day to day. Uh, a lot of times we hear about this stuff, but once you see it, you know, on the big screen, it kind of changes your perspective. But I think you guys, man, you guys had a, you know, you guys had a hell of a run, man. You guys were obviously one of the best teams in the country. What it was most memorable about that senior year, like a memorable game, a memorable moment uh, when the cameras were on you, man? Uh, probably when we played Artesia, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't, you know, well, my career, I, I only hit a couple game winners. You don't hit too many. Like, like you're hitting game winners every game. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it, it was a big game, a big stage, and uh, I, I, I I hit a three to win the game, and that was probably the most memorable as far as my senior year, as far as basketball. Wait, I think I remember hearing about that. You wait, wait, that's the way you like. Didn't you get the rebound and dribble it out or something? Yeah, I got the rebound <laughs> and that. dribble it out. And why? I don't know. I guess I was just nervous. <laughs> you know, keep it real. I don't know why I dribbled out because I, I could have just put it right back in. Yeah, yeah, but you but didn't I pull the three. Out the three and then let it fly, and uh, it was game, man. And I was. That's why I remember so much. I was like, what was I doing? Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> now, that was when you're competing, sometimes such stuff take over and you just don't know what you and it just it's yeah. just make it happen, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, I shot a I hit a finger roll from about 15 feet out at the sports arena against modern day. Man, I don't know what I was doing. I just got it. <laughs> I just threw it up. Hey, Stace, I just threw that thing up, dog. Same exact type of scenario. It was like when I look yeah. back, I'm like, what was I thinking? I'm shooting a finger roll from 15 feet in 94, 93. Hey, <laughs> right, right. But look, I got one question for you, man. I always want to ask you, man. Like, how does it feel? To go for a fifty ball in college. Oh man, I, it wasn't fifty, man. It felt like fifty four. What was it? No, it was, no, it was thirty six. It felt like no. it, it was, was twenty five in the first half. It should have been fifty. It should have been fifty, but they stopped passing it to me in the second. <laughs> but uh, no, I felt good, brother. No, I felt good, man. That was against Kyle Sharif and them, man. But that was during the heyday. Uh, yeah. Of the Pac-10, man, that was a yeah. live, live time, man. But I'm trying to tell people. <laughs> but stay, but stay. Something yeah. I wanted to talk. I wanted to find out from you, man. During this time, right? So you're at Morningside, man. You're baller. You're a star, two sport athlete. I, I remember you guys. I think you didn't. You guys win state in football too. Yeah, we won state in football, but they actually took the took the title back because we had a player that was a lineman that was yeah. too old. Oh, okay. Back when they used to pop you for being too old. Nowadays, you could be like 22, and it's no, it's no problem. It's no problem. Hey, it's no, bananas in Cali like that. Right hey, now. it's no problem. Okay, so they took it away. But, but I, what I wanted to know, man, like when we hear about guys, your reputation in high school was like, oh, Stacey's, you know, he 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 he's real with it. You know, he's he's real. So I wanted to know how much of that persona or that reputation was real. And how much of it was kind of a, a legendary thing that people were just kind of saying and putting a lot on it? And how much of it was real? I mean, you know, nothing's never 100% real when you hear it in the media, you know, but but I'll probably say 50% of it, 50% yeah. of it. Because, you know, I was, you know, I was actively in the gang and I was in the streets. So I can't think about that. That's just who I was you know, yeah. at that time. And, I think that kind of helped my toughness because on a day-to-day life in the streets and where I'm from in Inglewood and the bottoms and stuff like that, it's, it can get pretty rough. Yeah. I think that kind of helped me as far as like, you know, uh, as far as in basketball and football, because guys are not there in your best interest. Elbows here, belt and, 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 you know, tripping you here and there and there. But, you know, I, it just didn't really phase me like that. What, what was that influence in your life that kept you on that, path that straight and narrow the one that was states is you know going to college and he's gonna you know be going to class and being eligible and playing and being all pack 12 who what was the influence in your life that helped you uh, kind of stay on that path it was it was for me it was always my mom's uh rest in peace uh she just always i mean even when i was messing up like my mom's hit the block people be like hey but your mom just came i'm like what i'm like man where'd she go <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me, let me, you know what I mean? Mom's was just, she was always, 
And even like she just never quit on me, even because uh, you know, you know how it is. You you know, yeah. you don't always make the best decisions when you when you're young, you know, when you're a youngster. So yeah. But in the bad times, she never quit on me. And and when it was bad, I always saw how much fight she had in her that I wanted to kind of make it right and try to get back on the right path, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, talk about your recruiting process at this time. As a two-sport athlete, man, I know you had some of the top schools in the country. The thing, I, uh, recruiting you, the thing I was kind of curious about was, you know, where, like, where were you real serious about going? I, outside of SC, obviously, like, to play, and, and what schools were going to let you play football and basketball? Well, uh, Arizona was a, was a school I was, uh, well, actually, I'll take that back. Connecticut was a school I was on go to, man. I, I went on my trip. I committed and everything, man. Wow, UConn, uh, huh? Yeah, man. Duh, uh, uh, when I went there, it was just I had such a great time and it was such a family atmosphere. It was just, and Calhoun was just the best, man. He was like, he was, I don't know, it was just, it was just something about him. It just, just made you want to run through a wall. You know what I mean? Like I, I was on my, I was on my uh, recruit trip. I'm like, man, let's hoop. I just grabbed some shoes. He threw me some shoes, and I was hooping. So it was. I understood when I went there that it was going to be about business and trying yeah. to get somewhere, and that's what I wanted to do. That's but, crazy. In, any other yeah, schools? Arizona, Lou Olson. Lou Olson used to come up to my school, man, and have lunch with me. Like, at least four or five times, I'm, I'm sitting there with Lou, oh, and Lou decided we're in the bottoms. <laughs> Lou the real. Lou. Lou, Lou and uh, Jesse Evans. Yes, sir. Jesse, Jesse Evans. Jesse and, uh, they was going to let me play both. They was going to let me play both, man. Okay. And then, uh, SC just put it on real thick, man. And me and Rav just, I just got this connection with Rav, man, I still have to the day. Yeah. And it's like for, for a black man, for, for me, seeing a black man that's successful and powerful, just just did something to me, man. It just, it just like, I just wanted to play for Rav, you know? Yeah. And so I brought Luther King's speech, you know, it, 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 it was more than sports and basketball. And, and <clears throat> when I, like, uh, fractured my ankle my senior year in uh, football. I missed like six games. I kind of understood that like sports wouldn't be there forever. Yeah. And, and we're on that path where sports is not here forever, but you as a person is. Like better yourself as a man, you know, blase, blase. And I just took to that and I just had to play for Rav. Oh, that's real. I always wondered just kind of what was going on over the SC, how the inner workings work, you know, obviously states, we was rivals at the time. And so yeah. it was like, you wasn't really concerned about nothing but beating these dudes. And you you hated these dudes. Or whatever. Yeah, and, and, and I'm one in seven. I only won one game. My, <laughs> my freshman year, we beat, uh, we, oh, we yeah. beat at, the, uh, at the sports arena. Ever since then, donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Mark, was that the one Mark Boyd and Ed got into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of blame on Ed and Ed just threw me to the ground, man. And, yeah. and, and, and what's, I thought, me personally, my, my eyes, I thought Ed Band was the best high school basketball player I've ever seen. Oh, man, I can go on and on about Ed, man. I, first time I saw Ed, I was in the eighth grade, dog. I, I walk in the gym and, you know, he's taking off from the dotted on somebody. Oh I was just. I'm just like, who is this guy? And I, I, came, I came home and told my dad, man, Ed O'Bannon, man, Ed O'Bannon. Yeah, I, I seen that like an AU game where it was like him, Tracy Murray, um, Butler. Yeah. I was watching the game. I'm like, I'm glad I played football because like I could never be this good. Like they was like, like they was out there like, like, like professionals in high school, really. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And so and when you started off as you came in as a as a uh, wing. Right, as a yeah, just yeah. a straight up wing. By the time you were a senior, man, I remember you being at the one. Yeah. How did that process of development go for you at SC as far as just coming in as a certain position? And then when you had a chance to be a professional, you had a coach that put you in a position I think he felt like would be your best position as a pro. Right. Cause you know, Henry Berry uh, put me at the one. And uh, Henry Berry, you know, he, he he has a lot of basketball knowledge. People probably don't know 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 about him a lot, but he has a lot. He's one on every level. He played for John Wooden, uh, CBA championship, the NBA championship. So he has a lot, a lot of knowledge. And he thought that I'll be, that would be the best position that I can like further my basketball career, in which it was. Yeah. Like as soon as I graduated, like as soon as I left SC, everybody thought I was a point guard. It was like you too little to play, you know, blase to win. You know how it is in the league, not a certain position. Especially so back then, is, especially back then. Especially back then. Now you might get away with it now because everybody's pretty much freelancing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it's, it's not really positions right now, so. Yeah, yeah. 
But it was, it was, but it was a little struggle at first though. Playing my first like six or seven games playing for Bibby because he demanded a lot from the one. And it's a different game from up top looking down than rather getting it. You know what I mean? You know yeah. how it. people don't understand the angles <laughs> and the, the views on the court. Now you're looking at a whole nother view with dudes on either side, except you know, before you had the other dudes on that side, it made life a little bit easier. Uh, but you did a hell of a job, man. First team, all pack 10, kind of learning that new position just was a testament. I mean, you're one of the toughest dudes that we we had to play against. We always, you know, it was like, oh, shit, we got Stace in them. And, you know, you had to bring your A game. You had to come with all your good stuff or, you know, you was getting ripped. Or you might get banged on. You know, something might happen that was going to be <laughs> embarrassing. Hey, when you look back on, on your time at SC, man, and, and all the ups and downs and, you know, everything that was good and everything that was bad, do you think that – it was um, you stayed too close to home to go to college. Do you think you would have been better off somewhere else, or do you think that SC it was all good for you to be at SC? But it was. It was. I honestly think, and personally, to be real with you, I think I said the one way to college because I would have been a little bit more focused. Because my after my senior, my freshman year, I moved back home. Like so, oh. I'll be I'll be playing the games, and I'm right to the hood. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I didn't really leave. So it wasn't no. It wasn't no like. The first time I seen real work was when I was with you. Yeah. Like, is this dude working out before the oh oh in Qatar? Hey man, Chris is crazy. This dude, like, <laughs> like, like was getting it in. So I was like, Man, so after that, that's when I would develop my work ethic, actually. But uh if I don't want to wait to school, I think I'd have been a little bit more focused on yeah. as far as the business part, as far as getting better as a player, as an athlete. Yeah. Well, that that you know, we all make our choices, man. But I, I always think like I asked myself the same question. If I didn't go to UCLA and try to follow my dad's footsteps, if I would have went to, because I had Kelvin Sampson at Washington State, I was rocking with Rick Majerus in Utah, I was okay. rocking with, and then George McCorn, George McCorn at Arizona State, Bill Frieder, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to see what's up with all that, because they were going to let me like handle it, and right. kind of, you know, back then I was a sitter, and so right. being, you know, they, UCLA was like, yeah, you're going to play the sitter or whatever. They were like, yo, you gonna come in and be, you know, like a point forward. I was like, shoot, but. Right. I'm happy at the decision I made, man. You know how it is when we look back on stuff. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, right after USC, you had a chance to do a couple of things. I remember you telling me this when I had you out of Qatar. Now you had, I think two situations, right? You had the Raiders and you had Chicago pre-draft kind of at the same time, or, or am I getting the chronology it wrong? Like right, it was like, uh, right at the same time. It was like, I went to the Raiders camp, right? And two days in, like three days into that, the, the pre-jab camp started. So I had yeah. to leave a day early. Yeah. So the day I was supposed to leave, they were, they came to me that morning. 
and woke me up and got me in this the meeting room and, and mind me, all this business stuff to me is is, is different, man. Because I'm I was like, I just want to hoop or play ball. I, I didn't understand this part of the game, you know. So they they telling me right there and now they offered me to, to be on the practice squad. I think the practice squad I was getting like 175,000 a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. I had to like, I'm like, oh, I'm 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 my flight leaving tomorrow morning. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to see. I didn't put all that work in the basketball just to not like give it a like I thought I, I thought I'd be quitting personally. And and that's not what it was about. If I had any kind of if I had to do over, I probably would have signed that letter right there to the practice squad. But they was either sign with us or or do what you do. So I called my agent. My agent, I couldn't get to him. I'm like, I ain't gonna really do that, man. I gotta, I gotta go at least see if I can make it or not. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I made that decision. And, and so you actually, but you actually went through like a mini camp with the Raiders, where you you actually were playing like DB or safety, and you I was playing the man corner, which was uh the Ross in the left corner. Oh wow. And, uh, I went out there for like I was out there for like five days. They had drafted that's the year they drafted uh my boy number one, rest in peace, Daryl Russell. D Russ. They drafted him number one. We was on a plan together, actually. Uh he, he was he actually looked out for me, man. I love yeah. D Russ. Man, D Russ used to be because that's Jelani McCoy's best friend. So he's Jelani McCoy's best friend. D, I, hey, D Russ used to be in UCLA messing with us all the time. Hey, D Russ saved <laughs> look, Stace, I gotta tell you this. D Russ, D Russ saved my life one time, man. I was over at SC messing with y'all with the football dudes or whatever, man. But I was messing with uh it was like Willie McGinnis, a bunch of other them big old yeah. big old Dayron Harris looking dudes just walking around big diesel. <laughs> right. Man, so I almost got into it with Willie. Over there, and, and Daryl was like, had to save me. To, I, I, I look back at it now. I'm like, man, I made it. Yeah, that's I, the wrong dude to be I was about to get mopped up. Too. I was about to get mopped up. <laughs> Jelani was even like, yo, you was tripping, dog. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have your back that day, KJ. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, they was about to. I'm like, but yeah, because uh, William, when William them dudes was there, William them dudes wasn't no, wasn't no joke, bro. They, bro. <laughs> and, I, and I learned, man. I learned after that, like, hold on, man. But no, nah, man, that's that's dope. But staying with that Raiders thing. Al Davis hit you up, didn't he? Yeah, man. He the one contacted me and, and offered me to come down there. And I was like, I hung up the first time because my homies would be playing and stuff. I'm like, man, stop playing, man. <laughs> you thought it was somebody but, else? Man, like, get off my line with that, man. So, and then I met the dude at the, uh, when I met him at the facilities, oh my, I was like meeting God, man. Like, I've never met a person and his presence was like, yeah. dude, his presence was like EF Hutton. Like, people was like pretty much stuck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it like that, man. I've been around a lot of, you know, I've been around Maddie Johnson. I've been around a lot of, like, a lot of dudes. I've never seen a presence like that before ever in my life. It was, it was, it was kind of intimidating. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> and you had, and you had to, to, to tell them no, man. You walk away. You think that, because I mean, if your first love, my thing is, God, if your first love is football, yeah. And you know, you had the tools and the yeah. talent. How do you, I guess, reconcile saying, you know, no to the Raiders and then going to Chicago for the pre-draft camp. Well, I think it all came back to my senior year when I really hurt my ankle. Like, I just, I cut up one time on a cut up and I just I broke it, man. And I, <laughs> yeah. I missed like six, seven games, man, pretty much. And then I just, I just always reverted back to that. And But I had, and I, I didn't have nobody really in my ear telling me, like how you probably have pops, like, hey, you need to work two dribbles, step back here. No, son, you ain't. I started young and to get it off right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't really have that, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. important. That's important that's to have. To make, to make a good educated decision. I didn't I didn't have that. And you you had worked so hard, man. You put all your eggs into the basketball uh basket. You know, you don't you didn't have a lot of tape on football since high school for the NFL. Right. So I mean, it's sort of like I can. I, I mean, although you do have an opportunity with the Raiders, and I guess who's the coach? Like Bill Callahan or somebody. Bill Callahan was coach. Bill Callahan was coach. I, I I could sense. I could see you being like you know. Uh, yeah, I was balling down there and playing <laughs> two picks. The whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean, the, the 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 zone part of it was kind of messing me up a little bit because in the league you understand, cat might cross your face and you got to hand him off, but you can't leave till you hand him off. Yeah. But you still responsible for your zone. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was different with the zone part up there. That that brings up a good a good point. I want tell me about just as a hooper. I, I'm just curious about this, like the ins and outs. So like your playbook in football, like how how long do you guys spend learning that stuff compared to like a basketball playbook? Man, like you know, basketball is you have a little meeting, watch a little film for maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, say who you got, he give you the little thing. You look, he's like, okay, this guy do this. He's like, what was that? And football. 
practice started at two. We in the classroom at nine. We in there from nine to twelve. Damn. In the classroom, <laughs> it's a real classroom. It's like we got chalk. I mean, back back in our day, but you yeah, know, what yeah, I mean? we got yeah, chalk. Yeah. It's like dude, playbook by like we really like we really it was it was it was, it was really it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot just to get to the field. So we'll do that for three hours. We go eat. For, then we go eat. And we come back and do the little treatment. Then you hit the field at two o'clock. So that's a it's a day. It's a real day. And, and the good ones all day long. And then after the two o'clock, we go from two to four. Cats hit the weight room. Yeah, that's what I'm man. And then some do. So that's what they talk about when they say guys spend all day in the facility. Like oh, they, all day with football. It is not a game. You are a football player. So when they that's get pissed, it. when and they that's get pissed, I think I kind of got it to the basketball. The basketball is a little bit more player. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when they get pissed off at guys like, you know, Jamarcus Russell, for instance, back in the day, he probably was getting out of there at about two, wasn't putting no extra time in, wasn't putting no extra work. And it sounds like football, that's important. You got to do that because that you're going to be a better player uh, off that study. Yeah. You might not even be better, but just to like, yeah, understand the terminology. And yeah. all that stuff, you got to be in, you got to be in that classroom, man. Man, that's real, man. That's one for Eric Turner, man. Eric Turner was like burping me, dude. He was telling me, hey, close, you got the deep third. I'm like, thank you, my dude. Because I wasn't, it was all foreign to me, you know? Yeah, Eric Turner, the, the great, uh, rest in peace, the great safety yeah, yeah. out of UCLA, uh, number two pick in the draft. I remember he was one of the first real UCLA football dudes growing up. I was like, oh, oh. man, he went to Cleveland, he went to play with Cleveland. Was yeah, the Brown, he was live. He come back in the summer, you know, chains and business. I'd be like, who is that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's Eric Turner. That's Eric Turner. Man, oh, he yeah. was so cool, though, man. He was like yeah. so cool, man. He, he, he was cool. Yeah. So tell me about Chicago, man. Who who was who was there the pre-draft camp, man? This is you know your all your eggs are in this basket, man. Who was there? Who'd you compete against? And how did and you it's play? The funny thing, you gonna laugh about this, man, because we did we was five and zero, and uh, we actually won the whole thing. But guess guess who was my back court mate? When it was Sham God, it was me and Sham God. Ah, <laughs> that's why we played in Malaysia. I'm like, yeah, you, I'm like, hey, you know I'm coming to get that right. <laughs> ah, you worked him in Malaysia, man. That's sick. Oh, Sam God. Okay, y'all yeah, turned it off. So it was it was me and him and uh uh Jeffrey was our coach, man. And Jeffrey was Jeffrey was a real dude, man. He, he was uh that's when I uh, knew that the assistant coaches in the leagues are really knowledgeable. Yeah, and the head coach they really much pretty much running the team. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The head coach is doing the game and all that, but the assistant coaches is putting a lot of work in. Oh yeah, and uh, I have a lot of respect for Gentry after that camp. Oh yeah, but it was fun though, man. Uh, that was that was the year I think Tim Duncan went number one that year. Mm -hmm. Tim Jock and them came up there, but they didn't play. Mm -hmm. you know, they had, yeah, those top tens or whatever. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was it was a good camp, man. It was a lot of pressure because they're right there. Like I'm talking, about, you shoot a J, they're right here. Yeah. They like you know, like they own you know how it is, man. They own it, man. So and, and when you, when you perform or play, you know, in scenarios like that, man, with a lot of pressure, a lot of eyeballs on you, man. How does it like? How do you respond? Like, what do you? Are you get nervous and then kind of find your groove, or do you kind of come out from Jump Street and just you are already locked in? I'm already locked in because I think it's like like I'll be like competing against the scouts, like it's me against you. Like I tweak my mind, like y'all don't like me. I gotta prove myself to make y'all like me. So it's like I kind of give myself a, a edge to saying they did something to me or they you know don't like me or I just give myself some time because me personally I, I have to play angry. Yeah. I mean uh, if I'm sitting out there or I'm just jolly jagging and shit is cool, it's not gonna be good for me. So I just kind of tweak my mind to make <clears throat> to make up some kind of some kind of foundation that they don't like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that's actually something I don't think it's done enough in today's athlete. Uh, I think, you know, in our generation, we played a lot more angry. There's a lot different inspirations and motivations for why we performed on the court, why we went hard. You know, it was like some weird stuff going on, but we were motivated by different stuff. And it's a yeah. trip. It's a trip to see today's generation. And let me segue really quickly because I got you here, a Morningside guy. Earlier this year, Inglewood beat Morningside in football like a hundred to nothing. I, I think you might have heard about that or I saw that it on Facebook, man. I was what you think about what you think about that, man? What you, you think that was too much, or, or, or because it's a rivalry and because because you know about the Inglewood Morningside rivalry? Did you expect something like that to happen? But, or? Uh, me personally, I was. It was bananas. It was crazy to me that somebody would like. It had a hundred some points, whatever, in a high school football game. I'm like, what were we over there doing? Did we did we even got eleven players on the field? That's what I that's what I see. But on the, on the flip of that, it's like I have no remorse for nobody in not when we competing. Like yeah. if I was a coach, if I could beat you by two hundred, I would have scored two hundred. Yeah. Like 
if the next one hundred some points, got to stop them. Like I don't know. I think England should have scored more points if they could have. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I'm trying. I score. I'm trying to score five hundred on you. I don't care about none of your feelings, none of that. Nah, man, it's it's it's. <laughs> it's sports is an extra thing. You don't have to play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that viewpoint, man. But it it just shows the, the it's a shift now in, in the thinking. It's like we got to stall people out. If I'm better than you, I I got to stall you out. <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. That's what they are. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to take your heart, eat your lunch, all that. And, I, and, and look, I'm gonna need it tomorrow too. So I mean, <laughs> every, every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, sports is as far as competition is a little different now. It's, it's a little bit more sportsmanship, and though I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. As as me personally, yeah. I, I had I was total opposite of that. I don't. Have, I didn't have no kind of sportsmanship for you. <laughs> <laughs> After Chicago, you got an invite or or I believe that was the order you got summer league with the Rockets or how did that, or how did that work? With, uh, you got invited to camp? After, uh, after, after, after that, I actually went and played in a CBA. That oh, year. okay. Okay. In the CBA, I came back that summer. That's when the Rockets invited me to the, to the camp. And how was that, that experience? Invited me to summer league. You know how summer league is. They, they divide like 15 people, but they only got one, like one or two, Spots they looking at yeah. yeah, it's like 20 dudes here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some dudes here on favor, some dudes here. Cool. I, mean, I, favor. Got, I got there kind of because of my agent a little bit, and then Roger Rose was actually there anyway. Mm-hmm. They had drafted Roger Rose in the first round. They uh so he was actually with Houston when I was working out with him. So I went to I went to play some league with them and I did pretty well, man. And they uh they were surprised and they said we're gonna invite you back in a minute at the uh, veterans camp. Mm. Who was your agent? I was a venture captain. Uh, I actually started one game because uh, it's a dude landed from Georgia. Last name was Anderson. Shannon Anderson. Shannon Anderson. His mom had passed away. Oh wow! And uh, she went to the doctor just for an ordinary checkup. Man, they did something with some some reaction, and she passed away. May she rest in peace. And that was that was the time there was love to bring. That was go away. That was the time there was that's my son. That was the time there was love to bring. Uh, Katina Mobley off the bench. Oh, okay. And they started me, you know what I mean? I had like 13 points that game, man. I played pretty well, man. Wow. So. Who? So it was good. So that was around the era with Katino and uh, what, Walt Williams and uh, the Wiz. Yeah, that's all. Not, that, all that dude. Because of my dog. And uh, 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 Steve Francis was there. Francis. Uh, yeah. Moochie Norris. Wow. That's a nice little crew. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. That was a nice little. Yeah, it was some good dudes too, man. That, that, it was like a, that was the first time I've been around star-studded people who didn't act like that. I didn't act like normal kind of cats. You know what I mean? It's, sometimes, you know how it is in the league. Cats be big eyes. Yeah, you know, big eye, little you, you know? Yeah. That was real cool, man. That was real cool. That's dope, man. That's dope. So now with Houston, you you played a couple of preseason games and go through training camp, or, and then they ended up releasing you. Um, the best practice. And they tell me the whole time, they're going to keep me. Yeah. Me and Moose are going around looking for apartments for me. I'm like, because like, I, when I went to camp, I'm like, okay, it's like a needle in the haystack, you make these kind of things. I, I'm already prepared my mind, I'm not going to make it, okay? I mean, like, I want to fall hard. Yeah. I'm going to go hard, that's just how I go. But they telling me the whole time, we're going to keep you for them. Uh, uh, got my, uh, uh, got half of my contract for the year, for that year, they had to do that. I'm thinking mm. they could keep me. Mm. Last practice, I'm talking about the last practice. I'm going to the to 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 room like let me come talk to you. I'm like, go get some ice. And I'm like, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Hey, I had that's that's no longer your ice. Oh my god. Well, Rudy was real cool, man. Rudy, and I forgot the name the online, but Rudy, Rudy was real cool about it, man. He talked, talked for about 30 minutes, man. Uh, Rudy T, Rudy Top Jonovich, okay. Rudy was cool, man. Over there drinking that coffee and gin. I'm like, hey, Rudy, let me pass him <laughs> Cool, man. Rudy was cool, man. Uh, they, they let me down easy, but I took that kind of hard, man. Yeah. After that, man, I went home and uh, I was supposed to go right to the, uh, play the CBA to Grand Rappers, and I was like, I'm cool. I'm going to the career. I'm home for about a month and a half. Yeah. And let's talk, let's talk about those moments. Cause I had those kind of moments too yeah. in my playing career, bro. When I got, you know, I'll get hurt or got cut from somewhere and I get back home 
And I, I take me about a month and a half to get out of it. And I'm and when I and I used to, you know, we call it dissipate. So I used to do things that weren't necessarily good for me or my body. I'll pick up 15 pounds. Now I'm drinking, I'm blowing, I'm doing all kind of extra stuff. And, you know, now right. I'm, jeop- I'm jeopardizing right. the drug test now when I go back. And right. It's like you just be like, why is it, though? Why is it that we get so in a downward spiral, man, when we don't? Make it like in a cut situation, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, especially as cats like man, you are fierce competitors. It's, it's hard to accept that you lose. Yeah. Like that's actually what you did. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of a hard thing to accept. Then you start throwing a pity party about yourself, and then like, wow, it is this person, this coach, this that. And then after about a you know thirty days, a couple of weeks, the real you come out, the dog come back. You be like, hold up, man, yeah. am, I, am I just gonna sit here and quit? Yeah, thinking about your upbringing, your parents, and what they instilled in you, your, your neighborhood, and you get back to it, man. You know, yeah. but it's, it's not an easy transition, and, and 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 everybody ain't built for it. Nah, man, it's not. It's cutthroat, man, and it'll shatter your whole thing. I, I man, talk about though, because we had a similar experience, man, where the NBA draft. And, you know, I thought I might have been a second round pick. Utah Jazz was talking about something, you know, I had a couple of little 52, 53, you know, towards the end of the dreams ass. I was like, OK, I might be up in there. Right, right, right. But you don't hear your name call. Stace, that moment, man, that moment when you don't hear your name call, you know, the draft is over for that year. Just describe it, man. Just describe the feeling, bro. Uh, I never experienced dying or, or death or anything like that, but it's <laughs> It's almost like living like, like, you know, living death a little bit, man. Cause, cause, cause time stopped for you because it's like, boom, not only am I broke, I don't have a plan. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like what's my next move? Like what I'm supposed to do now. Yeah. So it's kind of like shell shocking. It's like you don't have no kind of direction, man. Yeah. And people, and thank God, thank God I had the agent I had, Jerome Stanley, who would, who would work with me and who would help me out, who would try to find me places to play and, who, you know, if I was down on my luck, who might throw me a couple of dollars here, you know, it was, it was a real good dude, man. That's awesome, man. That's, and, and people, sometimes they don't really understand Jerome Stanley, who was Keyshawn Johnson's agent, whose son yeah. Cassius Stanley, yeah. uh, a guy signed for a 10 day, I think last week or, or two, Cassius is in the league playing, but um, okay. pe- people don't understand um, how important it is to have a, an agent or somebody like that in your corner at those times. I had a guy, uh, by the name of Jerome Henderson. I don't know if you remember Big Rome. He, he's big yeah, o, OG, OG, 611, yeah. OG Rome. So, yeah. <laughs> so Jerome was my agent, dog. But hey, but after I didn't get drafted, he he was in my head every day, man, about working out, about getting yeah. to the gym, about taking any little job. He sent me to Russia. He sent me to Russia for like 10 racks. He sent me here for like 15. And you know, he was just like, Man, you just gotta go get on the plane, bro. Just get on the plane. If I if I got a gig, just get on the plane. I'm like, all right, bro. Right, right, right. What, right. It, what it did, Stacey, was keep me going. And, and it, it kept me working. And I had now I had a light at the end of the tunnel, bro. And, and I think that's the that's something that is very important when you are in a position like we were in. We're trying to scratch and claw and try to make it. I mean, look, look at nowadays, man, these guys signing these 10 day contracts and guys that have been out the league for two and three, uh, two and three years and, and right. that are just now getting back in. The right. reason that they're in the position to get back in the league is because they didn't give up. They didn't give up. It's right. because they kept in shape and they kept balling. And, and, but but people don't get how hard it is. Man, so <laughs> look, I used to get out of shape so quick, man. And <laughs> and I didn't like, I didn't get like it took me a minute to get back in shape, man. In real shape. It's like, why am I out here killing my like why am I here doing all this? And like, what am I doing it for? Yeah. No, it makes no sense to you, and you're <laughs> just doing it like what the hell am I doing? But because one of them years, man, I like I'm like flicking, man. I stopped working out and went back to SC. Yeah. Oh. I took three classes that semester. Oh, nice. For uh, a team in uh, the CBA called me. Uh, a team in Michigan called me, gave me a thousand a week, and for some reason, I I, I had completed the semester, passed all my classes. I was going back to finish the semester semester, and I left. I should have stayed and finished my school, man. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Man, that's so crazy because like, you know, I'm in love with that game so much, man. I was like, it, I, it's, I, I yeah, it's hard to say no, man, especially when you love it, man. It's hard to say no. An opportunity, man, it's, it's like it's like the great I treated all my opportunities like if as if I was in the NBA, as yeah. if this was the league. You know, you know, you feel me, Stace? It's like I'm not tripping on where it is or where it's at. I'm trying to go over here and just dominate it. Um, where, where did you go, though? At, where did you play after you got released from the hot, the Rockets training camp? Where did you end up? I went to uh, – I went home for a minute. Okay. <laughs> and it went for Miles. Miles was like, you can't just sit – you can't be here. You got to do something. I'm like – so I went to Grand Rapids. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan played for the Grand Rapids Hoops. Yeah. It was, actually was a good – professional organization as far as the CBA checks yeah. on time. Yeah. We had apartments. We had a car. You know, you might go some DBA, some CBA teams. Yeah. Talking about he go check, don't catch it to tomorrow. Like, who you talk? What? Yeah. I, I was at I was at Quad City. That happened to me one time. Isaiah Thomas had bought the CBA when I was oh, that's when yeah he messed the league up. Yeah. So he yeah but 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 to his credit the checks were on time. We had to go to like two there's two check cashing places in in town that we can go to and I go to right. one of those you know they take their little fifteen dollars off my top but uh, I was getting my bread dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and for me I was like you like I just love the game. So wherever I'm at it's the league and I'm going and I'm maxing out. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm treating like you. I'm treating like this league. I'm, I'm out here having a ball. Like I'm, yeah. playing, I'm getting paid to do this, and yeah. I do this anyway. Yeah. How, how long did that? How long did that last for you in the CBA? How long did you uh, do the CBA thing for that? I did the CBA, man. I would. I would. I did the CBA for about about seven years, man. That that was my like that was my little situation. I go to the CBA. Okay. And then I go to Venezuela. Oh yeah. And I pick up me some extra money. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I try to get a, a cool job somewhere <clears throat> beginning of the next year if I, if I didn't make the league. That was just my whole thing. Yeah, we, yeah. You, you, like a lot of, of us, that was our thing, too. I hit the CBA. <laughs> I tried to find somebody here. It was CBA. <clears throat> it was because, Port, remember, Puerto Rico and Venezuela, you could go get you some money after the season. Yeah, <laughs> Venezuela gave you 12 months in a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's Vinny. So it's out there. Them, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice place to be as well. <laughs> Were you in Caracas? Were you in the- Caracas? Man, how was it? How was it, man? man the Mondays. Oh, okay. Uh, it was crazy, man, because uh, Venezuela is not like one of the places you just go and just be walking around now. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's real poverty over there. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's real poverty, man. It's kind of sad sometimes, though, man. You got this, it's a dog infestation over there. Like a gang of dogs just running around. It's, it's wild, but I had a bodyguard, so it was cool. Oh, that's real. But be, being from L.A., man, being from, from, from the hood in L.A., when you go to a place like Venezuela and you see that type of that next level, I won't say next level poverty, but I, I feel like it's I've next seen some poverty. Next it's level next level poverty. poverty. <laughs> I seen some stuff where it's like, dang, I ain't never seen no shit like this back in the nah. house. Nah. What, is your, what would be your perspective? How did that change or affect you as, as a person and your perspective on the world? Oh, it just. It made me appreciate who I was and the things I had a little more, man. It made me appreciate being a, actually being an American. Because, you know, being a black man in America is not always 
the thing to be, or, or it's not always gravy. So it just it just gave me a new a, a new foundation of of being a, a American and, and loving who I am and where I come from. Because I'm like, wow, it was like some like some days I I'll be walking to my room, man, and I and I, I'll buy a couple of chickens, man, and I'm just giving them out to people, man, because people was really sitting there like drinking water from the from the uh yeah from a street like it was it was it was like it's bad man it's bad it's real bad yeah nah man that's deep and, and so you do venezuela the cba for about seven years how what point in your career did i give you that call man and when, when i tried it when i asked you to come to qatar i don't know and i was like i was like bugged about that i'm like christmas i'm like stop it man, man. Said, you might get down man what are you talking about <laughs> wait why are you so bugged out man Stage, why are you so bugged out? Why, why are you so bugged out? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but we was just we was such like I know you can't compete harder than me. Yes, I can. And just, I know we was on one. I was like, so like, man, hold on, let me see, let me see what's up. I, I, I'll never walk away from money. I at least see what's up. So I hit you back. You like, word? You like, so they giving me sixteen or, or eighteen just to come. I'm like, stop it, man. The Middle East, they ain't ball over there. I'm like, stop it, Chris. I get over there, man. You over here living it up. I'm like, oh, Chris, you over here in the cut getting it, huh? <laughs> it was a nice situation, Stacey. It was a nice situation. It, it was hot as hell, but yeah, the money and, and the lifestyle, man, I was in Dubai. Yeah. We went to early. Dubai. We was in Dubai early before it was we like. Chilling. Training camp was there. It was for the whole month. We was there for like a month, Stace. We was there chilling for like a month. <laughs> hey, I was a little jealous of you about that. That whole, that whole Malaysia experience and, and that team, and the team was nice. Yeah, who Man, was on the team? We sure did. I yeah, still talk to Jump out the gym. I forgot his name, but uh, Yassin. Yassin. Oh my God, Yassin was like, man. Yeah, he just like, retired. He just eight, retired. Scotty Pippen like stringy long. I'm talking about just retired. Just retired like two two years ago, two, three years ago. He just retired, man. He, That's amazing. He That's won, amazing. they won another championship with uh Todd Day. Todd Day came over there after me and you. Like Todd, they brought Todd Day over there. They won another one. They won another one in 2005. And they're like the big uh three-on-three champion. So Qatar is now the like the top three-on-three in Asia. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. So, so no, the basketball. It was just kind of like they ain't won nothing before we won one, right? Nah, man. They hadn't won anything. I think the best finish was the year before, man, when we made it to the championship. But man, that year, 2001, man, I, I tell you what, man, that team, when when I when we, we you joined the crew, man, it just took us to a whole other type of level. Um, it, it was definitely they said it, that was like the best team that they ever had over there was the team with me and you. Yeah, big. They, hey, we were sick. But you were African dudes. They was like six ten, six. You know, we had a real team. You were over there, hey, hey, because now then we could play in our our normal positions at the time. So now you didn't have to worry about doing too much over here right. trying to grab boards. We can like lock dudes up. Do I can come off these screens and just come off this pick and yeah, roll? It was like one of the <laughs> best professional experience I had. Like like I went over there to a good team. I was asked to play my role. 15, yep. 16 points. Play yep. great defense. Yep. Get the ball to the shooters, the scores. It was oh, it was a beautiful thing, man. Oh man, I like forty, like thirty days or something like that. Oh, beautiful thing, man. Uh, unforgettable, man. I, I, I never told you thank you for that, man. I had to salute you for that. Man. Oh, it's all good. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I always wanted to talk to you about that, man. So then, after Qatar, man, after Qatar, you come back to to America. What did you get into at that point? After Qatar, uh, I'm still I'm still playing tonight. Like, I'm still doing my same thing, man. When I did, did that same. I did that same scenario until I retired, man. And when did you retire? When did you shut it down? I don't even remember. Uh, I was in a. I was in a CBA playing for the uh, playing for uh, Minnesota Mayhem. Mm. Uh, I went to close out on this dude right in the corner, and a dude blew by me. I'm like 34. The dude blew by me, right? Mm-hmm. I hit him with my little check. I normally do. So they call that because now you because you can't hit you can't check news no more, right? So, man, dude was just, like, just getting by me, like, with ease, man, talking to me crazy. You know, I'm out there talking shit. I'm like, you know what? I looked up. I was on the bench. Now. I'm sweating, man. I looked around. I said, it's time. <laughs> and, like, once I can't compete and stop dudes like I want to, it was it was, it was, was time to go, man, because, man, people understand my whole thing. Like, when I, when I came to the gym, I'm like, who's supposed to be the superstar? Okay, I need that. You don't get nothing today. Like, mm-hmm. if you get something, it's going to be because I slipped up or you, I don't know what happened. You shouldn't have got that. Like, mm-hmm. I, that was my whole thing coming to the gym and I couldn't do that no more. 
So you say you don't, you don't even want to play. If if you can't do that, you know you don't even want to be out there no more. I ain't want to be out there. It was over, man. And, and, and after you retired, like, how, what did you get into? Did you? How was the adjustment? I guess into being in the real world, because, bro, that is one of the. It's, I talk about it all the time with all all my guys, man. Just that transition, because let's look. Unless you transition, this is my theory, Stay. Unless you transition into a basketball related career, right, directly where you can use the skill set that you gained the last 20 something years, then everything else is going to be a little tricky. Listen, it was like, I was just not being born. Damn. You know what I mean? It was like, I was so shell shocked, man. I'm talking about, I'm like, anybody doing nothing for you? Like nobody give a damn who you is no more. It was like, it was like shell shocking, man. It was like really shell shocking, man. And I struggled, man, for a minute, for a minute, man. I actually got into some trouble and ended up being incarcerated for like a year, like a year and some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got out of jail, man, and uh, my mom had passed. Yeah. My mom passed. It just, people understand for me, that was my whole world, man. That was, that was just my, that was my heartbeat. And her passion kind of just like, I don't know, it just kind of like matured me and woke me up, man. I'm like, I went back to school, looking for jobs. Mm. I, I took the money she left me, and I moved to Minnesota. Yeah, and because my 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 uh my uh my kid was out here, I, I, I brought her nine was out here. Okay, right here, bought a little house a bit close to my kid. You know, it's dirt cheap to get something out here. Yeah, cool. nice. So, and then I started working as a counselor at a at a this place called Asha Area Learning Center. Mm-hmm. Been doing that and so, as a counselor, you work with. Uh, uh, kids all the time of all ages of all socioeconomic backgrounds or how does that work yeah it's, it's like a it's, it's like a we have them back at home we call them scrock it's like an alternative high school mm-hmm. for kids that you know lacking their credits or yeah maybe a little older because we got a couple kids you know maybe you know 20 21 years old just graduating which is a great thing they stuck with it so it's, it's it's a school like that, man. And people think think it's a bad school for bad kids, but it's not. It's just for kids who just need a little extra help. Need a little extra help and got a lot of potential if they if they get that help. And they man, can got be, a lot of potential. And they, yeah. And I was kind of mad at myself because I stereotyped them before I got there. Yeah. I there started learning. I'm like, oh, I was just as bad as the other people stereotype. My bad. Like, you know, yeah. Not bad at all. It's just misunderstood. No, that's dope that that you um, you know are dedicating your purpose now to to giving back, man, and helping change lives, brother. I wanted to to ask you about with you being in Minnesota, um, you know the George Floyd trial, the the whole situation up there, man. What was it like? You see, you're you're from L.A., so you seen the riots. You was there with Rodney King. So I was you, in the Rodney King. That's what I'm saying. I was like I'm in the I'm in the paint. That's what I'm saying. King. I'm living like everybody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what, what yeah, were we you protesting? We was no, looting. It was you was out to go get something. It wasn't no. Yeah, we was, was like, shot. We was, man, we, but uh, this one was a little bit more, a little, little bit more political, and it hit it hit home a little different because I was I'm I was I'm grown man and I was black man, and to see uh, a black man broad daylight get strangled to death in the middle of, in, in the street. It's just like, it's just something I'll never forget, man. Like that image, every time somebody say George Floyd, I just think of him being strangled to death right there on, on that street corner. And, and <clears throat> it was just bananas, man. And I applaud all the young people in Minnesota because that was the majority of the people who was protesting. And they was really protesting. They wasn't yeah. looting. Yeah. They wasn't trying to come up. Mm-hmm. They were actually really protesting for a cause. Mm-hmm. And it was it was it was it was an amazing thing to see, but also now I look back on it like right now, like there's nothing that's changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like, that, yeah. Kind of angry, but you you still don't want to give up the fight, but it makes you kind of angry. But being being a father of three, uh, you obviously you're a father and you're raising kids that are going to be the leaders of the next generation. What type of message? do you tell them as a father or just about being comfortable in their own skin and being African-American in this day and age? What do you right. tell your kids? How do you tell them? Uh, to man, especially because I have two biracial kids and I have one kid that's not biracial. I, I do just, too. I do too. 
And I just tell them that, like, like you're going to get pulled from two different sides. My biracial kids, you're going to get pulled from two different sides. But at the end of the day, like, you have to love yourself and choose yourself. You know, like, you are who you are and never be ashamed of yourself. At the end of the day, people are going to like you. People are not going to dislike you. And it's okay. Everybody's not going to like you. You're not going to like everybody. And it's okay. But you still have to live yourself and act <clears throat> with a certain kind of respect and dignity and take pride in yourself. I tell my son in California, Cameron, I tell him that all the time, you know. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely. Stace, uh, one more question, man, and, and I'm gonna let you go, man. I, I wanna know if you could go back in time, <clears throat> time somehow and meet your you know, 13 or 14 year old self, Stace Bowles when he's 13, 14, what would you tell yourself back then? I can go back in time. I would tell myself that education in school is more important than I thought it was. And more important than education in school was relationships with people, networking. Because like everybody know me and, and always talking about me, but like I don't know nobody. Like I don't, I can't call, hey, like, I don't network, I don't call people. That part of my life, I thought I think I would work on it a little better. Hmm. You know, like the networking, the building yeah. relationships with people. That, yeah. Like you said, the after, the after basketball, the after career stuff. Like how right now you can kind of transfer it into, I see you on with the podcast. I'm like, okay, this is nice. Like, you know, just to, be, so just, just to have a supporting yeah. group and to be crafty enough to do something different. Sure. I, would, I would tell myself that the, uh, uh, education is way more important than I actually thought it was. Yeah, that's a dope message, man. Man, you had an amazing career, man. You, this is story was your story is awesome too, bro. Because it's one that you know talks about resiliency, man, and, and making it out of a tough situation. I don't think people really understand how hard it is to make it out of those situations, man, when you don't have your father around and, and it's just you and moms, man. I have a lot of admiration for the for the young brothers like brothers like yourself and others that have made it out of that situation, bro. Um, I, thing, though, right now, my pops, I, I, I mean, but we started talking regularly about two years ago. And my pops is my dude right now. Talk to him every day. So you just you started talking to your pops again? About two years ago. Damn, how's that been? How's that how's that been the reconnection? Do you feel differently as a father or does it not really bother you at all? Uh, it's almost like a, a question being asked. Like you always had a question in your life or where you came from, what you look like. Because I had a father figure in my life named L.R. Ross senior like that was my dude you know we looked out for me the whole time I mean, he just that was my dude but you always wonder who you come from and why you act a certain way walk a certain way so a lot of questions were answered and uh <clears throat> i just you know as far as being in a relationship with him like, i kind of just forgave him like because as a kid you're thinking like why why my father ain't around like why like what do i do like do i do something to the dude or so it's kind of like a it was like a weight off my shoulder for forgiveness actually so it, was, it was totally about me. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I did. And uh, he, he's a cool dude, man. Cool dude. Is he going to come to Minnesota to see you? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if he's to Minnesota. People be like, hey, man, we, we, we yeah. might come in the summer. We got we to figure that out. <laughs> I ain't trying to <laughs> mess with him. He was just not feeling this cold because right now it's probably like seven degrees, right? Seven and eight degrees, bro. That's I'm cool on that. No, man. we don't really do that where we come from. We come from the palm trees, you know, you know what I mean? It's sunny right now. I'm looking outside. <laughs> hey, I got the sun. I got a mountain right here. I'm chilling. <laughs> But here's the thing I would say that I'm most I'm most upset about my whole career is like everybody always talk about football with me. I mean I get it, I play football, but yeah. I, I think I never get enough credit for being a basketball player. You know what I mean? Like I was right. off at 10 in, in a conference where it was like real guards in this conference. It's like if you played in the Pac 10 back when we played, it was a different kind of conference. Not saying anything now, but absolutely. You are talking about high level guys too, high draft picks, lottery picks, number two pick, Mike Bibby, all type of Jason Terry coming off the bench, first rounder coming off the bench. So like it, 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 it stays, yeah, it stays. You was out there having drawing the toughest defensive assignment probably every single time you stepped on the floor. So you got to really be up in all these dudes like a lot. Like that's the thing people got to understand about you. Your right. film, your film from college. That's why I had so much confidence in, in Qatar bringing you over. They were like, where did he play? I'm like, don't worry about it. I know, I know what time it is with my guy. 
Like I see, <laughs> I, see you know, I see him, I see him in the pack tier, dog. Like I know what he, he locking dudes up, bro. He's locking dudes up. So no, you did it, man. And it was, and it's a credit to your game and the athlete. That's why I say, man, you were, you were an incredible athlete, bro. To do that in football, bro, and then to be all packed hit in that era, bro. That's, I mean, think about think about the two sports stars that you came up with, okay? Guys like Antonio Carrion or guys like, you know, there were other guys that were, were dope. Yeah. They didn't take it to the level, man. They weren't all packed in in, in the heyday of the conference, right? right. Okay, right. so that right. that's I think that sets you apart and why we all look at you and revere you the way we do, bro. We no, I think people realize it, bro. People give you that love. You you still talked about, bro. Like like it's still it's, <laughs> hey, it's hey, you be on Twitter. Hey, wait till I come out with this pod on Twitter. They're gonna be like, oh, I was wondering what happened to Stace and this and that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, man, I, but I was always a low key guy, man. Like I didn't really want too much press and headlines, man. All I want to do is ball, man. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. Yeah. Well, man, you be good, man. I appreciate your, your time today, brother, man. I'd love to do this again at some point, man. You stay safe, man, and uh, good luck in everything you're doing, bro. Man, you family, man. It's always love, man. Appreciate always. you. Always. I appreciate you. Stay Bozeman. All right. <laughs> at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.